Hi, I'm Lori Pickens, a photographer and photo educator. I'm passionate about helping photographers just like you get profitable and productive in their own businesses. As a mom to three kiddos, I know how hard it can be to juggle all the demands of life. But I also know that it's possible to have a successful business and a happy family. And that's why I created Photo Goals, a podcast for creative business owners who want to learn tangible steps to automate their business through workflows, systems, tools, and strategy in order to go from scattered to streamlined with purpose. On each episode, I'll share simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use. No fluff, just the good stuff. I can't wait to help you achieve your photography goals. Let's do this. As a self-proclaimed productivity nerd, I am always looking for ways to make myself more efficient and less distracted. I wanted to share with you guys today a few of the methods that I have found that actually help me stay on track and minimize distractions. So the first tip is to turn off all notifications that you do not actually need. <laughs> do I enjoy the quick dopamine hit that I get every time my phone told me that someone liked my new Instagram reel? Sure, I'm human. <laughs> but do I actually need my Apple Watch to vibrate and distract me from the task that I'm doing every time that somebody liked my video? No. So. I went in and turned off those notifications. They're not something that I needed to, to look at in the moment. And instead, I tried to make the point of only looking at my likes or my numbers once a month when I'm looking at them with intention for analytical analysis. You know, I go in once a month to see what's working, what didn't, what types of things are connecting with my audience, what's getting engagement. But I didn't need at the time to say, I wonder people like this video today or can people like this video today? And I know, you know, even if I'm going for a walk, since I have an Apple Watch, my phone was vibrating and you, it's human nature. You cannot keep from looking at it. <laughs> so for me, it was better to just turn off those notifications. Another thing that it helped me is I moved all of my group chats on Instagram from the primary DM thread to the general thread. So you can, and you can go into your settings and change which of those you get notified about. So if my best friend sends me something on Instagram and she's in my primary thread, I'm okay with being notified about that. Like I, I do want to know that. And you just have to decide which of those things are you okay with interrupting your day, with interrupting your thoughts. Maybe that's not Maybe you have set that boundary that I don't want any, I don't need a notification from Instagram. Or maybe certain times a day, I'm going to check my Instagram messages. And that's what I'm going to be intentional about seeing what's been liked, what's been commented, what's been messaged and things like that. But I'm being selective and choosing which ones I'm being notified about. And that was just one easy way that I could, dis that I could distinguish if I'm getting a lot of chatter on the thread that I don't want to keep getting, I just move it over to my primary thread instead of, or to my general thread instead of the primary category. Because it's really easy on Instagram to set notification settings based on that type of group. As I mentioned earlier, the next idea is to set specific times 
that you check your email or that you respond to comments. Checking your email is one of the biggest time sucks that you can have. And I I know I listened to the audiobook Indistractable, and I think he was even talking about this idea that email almost feels, it gives you that triggering, almost like a slot machine, because, you know, it's this idea in the same way with your Facebook feed that, you know, you, you swipe down and it gives you new content. You swipe down to see what new emails are there. And it's this idea that you're looking for a distraction. So checking your email or responding to comments multiple times a day will only serve to distract you in responding to things that might feel urgent, but are actually less important. than something you had decided to work on. So again, if an email comes in, you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to respond to that right now. When actually it would be better in your business, it would serve you better to work on this other activity that you've designed for today. If you're a client-based service and worried about missing out, you know, there's there's a lot of people that you respond to that wedding client the next day and they said, sorry, this other person messed me back and I already booked with them. It's, it's a legitimate fear. <laughs> I understand. I think that we all do. But something that can help is that you set an autoresponder that will let people know when they can expect a response from you. So it says, I only check my email at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. So you can expect a response approximately then. Or maybe you even decide you, as a service-based business, need to check your email four times a day. That's fine. You set the time in your day that you do that task. Don't let it deter you from something else that you had planned outside of those four times. And if you're getting on your phone to work on engagement, which again, people, photographers need to do, you have to engage on social media if you want engagement back. It does help. It is proven in the algorithm to help all of the things. So if you're getting on there to do that with the business intention in mind of engaging with potential clients or potential collaborations, do it with that. Do it with engagement. Say, this is what I'm getting on. I'm going to comment for this amount of time. Don't just get on there and aimlessly scroll because that's not moving your your business needle forward and that's not serving you. The next thing that I like to do is to minimize temptation. How many times have you gotten out your phone with the intention of checking the forecast for tonight or to see what's on the school hot lunch menu for tomorrow? And then, without even realizing it, your fingers have habitually opened Facebook and you're scrolling without realizing it. Or sometimes even remembering why you picked up your phone in the first place. It has happened to me more times than I can admit. And for this reason, I removed it from my home screen. Technically, it's still on my phone, but it's buried like three subfolders down. And if I'm bringing it up, I have to very intentionally go to the search bar and type Facebook, or I have to go into that folder where I can find it. And I'm doing so with intention. Like my brain doesn't just automatically open it because that's what my fingers do is this is on the home screen and I click this and then I don't even remember, oh wait, I'm supposed to be seeing, you know, something else. Over the summer, this past summer, I had the intention to remove it from my phone. I was like, you know what? It's the summer. My kids are home. I'm going to spend more time with them. And I said, I'm just going to take it off my phone. 
to take that. You know, I still had it on my computer. And that's what I had in my head was the temptation from getting distracted while I'm playing with my daughter and scrolling Facebook, which didn't matter to me in the moment, and being more present with her was my intention. But I found there were times that we were on the go that I needed to look something up. You know, it was a friend's birthday party and I needed to see where the event was or the address of something or we were scheduling things for soccer and I couldn't, for the life of me, remember Cooper's mom's name. (laughs) There are useful reasons that I was getting on Facebook for my phone and that's kind of what trying to remove that did for me. So I guess my happy medium (laughs) that I found was that hiding the icon from myself and just minimizing that temptation was enough to prevent me from having the distraction, but still allowing me the advantages that the technology gave me. You know, that I could still look things up if I needed to on the go, but it kept my brain from doing it and from automatically opening that when I didn't actually want to. So maybe some of that works for you. Maybe that's something that doesn't, Find what works for you. Find, do you need that hard, fast limit of it? It's not on my phone. Do you need the next thing that does help is using your phone's built-in limitation features. Screen time turns out isn't just for kids. If you have certain apps that you waste more time on than you want, set up a daily screen time limit for that application. Maybe you don't even realize that you're wasting too much time on it. So what I like to do is I go in and I set a reasonable limit. You know, if this is a half an hour, if this is three hours, I don't care. Set the limit, set the, what you would consider a reasonable amount of time to spend on that app. And then if you're on your phone and that warning pops up, maybe then you can reevaluate what that actually means to you. Like, I thought three hours on Instagram was a very high threshold. And it's now noon and I've already hit it. You know, so again, it's, I think we all get as adults that power to say, you know what, I am an adult. And if that's what I want to do with my day today, I have earned that right. But if that's not what you're wanting to do and you're trying to be productive, you're trying to do other tasks that maybe you decided were important to you. Then when that pops up, you can make that decision. You can evaluate that for yourself and decide whether or not this time limit is reasonable. And again, you can can change it. You can say, you know what? I thought a half an hour was plenty of time, and it's actually not. I need to be able to do it longer than this. Or even sometimes I'll say, you know what? I need to see the Taylor and Travis Kelsey updates, and I don't care. I'm going to hit ignore for today, and I'm going to allow myself to scroll all of the Taylor Swift videos that I want. And, and there's going to be days like that too. And that's totally fine. The next technology thing that I really love is the sleep focus setting on my phone. I'm a big believer in sleep. I actually just think that my body functions better with more sleep. My husband can, it feels like he can get four or five hours of sleep and just rolls through his day like it's fine. And I think I'm just one of those people that require more sleep. <laughs> So my goal most days is to be ready to go to sleep by 9 p or by 10 p.m. And I have my phone set up that it will warn me around 9 15 
that it is time to wind down. And then it is, it will actually, it no longer sends me notifications that come in after that time period. So if you text me at 10.04 p.m., you can expect a response the next morning because that little red circle, that little bot green notification that says I have a new message isn't going to show on my phone. And I've even taken the step of I let my close friends and family know this. So I feel zero guilt about it because they know that literally I have not seen their messages. It's not me ignoring them. It's not me not valuing what they had to tell me. It's letting them know that this is this is this, my boundary and I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so I do have it set up where certain calls will come in if there's an emergency. You know, if my family needs to get a hold of me, if, if there is an emergency, you can set it up where a, a call will come in. And it's funny because sometimes my kids and I will watch videos or something like that on my phone at nighttime or if we're looking for something together. And that wind down notification pops up at 9.15. And my kids like to say, Mommy, your phone says it's time for you to go to bed. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's kind of funny how you can learn those habits and rituals even at a young age and say, yep, you know what, you're right. We've been doing this for longer than I anticipated and it is time for me to go to bed. So it's even just kind of a great, I love sleep focus. Give it a try, set your goals, <laughs> set what you, again, you think is a reasonable time to not get those notifications. I think it even maybe even says on the phone, like this user has notifications silented, you know? So it's just, it's a great way to set that boundary and to remove that guilt from yourself. At least for me, it is. <laughs> The next tip that I have is to plan your day or your week. I love to draft out my schedule for the day and what time I'm hoping to work on certain things. If you don't schedule your day, someone else will. I fully admit that my days look very different now. My youngest is in first grade and my twins are in fifth grade. So this is the first time a day that I have, you know, send an hour time period where I don't have people who need me, who, you know, that my life looked very differently five years from now. And if you are have littles and you have <laughs> people that you care for, people, you know, that have those immediate needs, you, your day isn't always yours and isn't always yours to control. You know, you don't get to say how long that nap happens today. You don't get to say when your kids get sick and things like that. But you can make a flexible plan, even if there's just two or three things on your day that are important for you to get done, that you can plan out. And anything that helps you work on what is most important, what is the right stuff, and not just what feels urgent in the moment. Distractions in our day take us away from where we want to be. They take us into oh, I should just do this because it feels good or it's less stressful or less overwhelming than what I want to do. But it's not going to get you where you want to be. It's not going to help you make your goals. And the things that you can find in your day, the little changes, there's 1% changes that you can do to remove some of those distractions, to focus on what you've set out to do, will move you forward. Though they, I promise that you will see the progress and the change over time. 
So again, what gets scheduled gets done. So I hope that you look into some of these options. Maybe sit down and think about what things throw you off. Maybe it's not your phone. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's laundry. Maybe it's dishes. Maybe it's something else in your house. Set times that you intentionally do those things. Set, find the distractions in your life and ways that you can minimize them. Try out some of these apps. Let me know if they work for you. I am an iPhone person, so that's all this language is in iPhone speak. But I'm sure there are Android equivalents if you look them up and search out little ways to make your life easier because reducing those distractions and working towards goals will help to make you the person that you want to be, help you to be a good example for the other people in our lives that are learning some of these habits that are learning what we value and what is important and how they can create those own boundaries and they can create those own routines in their day. So I hope this helps. Let me know if you guys have any questions. Um, and there'll be a link in the show notes to some screenshots of how I set up my phone. And I hope you all have a great and destructless day. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Boda Goals. If you enjoyed this content, it would mean the world to me if you left a review or send this to your business bestie. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode. And as always, check out the show notes for links to all my resources and info. And as I tell my kids every day, be kind and make good choices. Thanks for listening to Finding Leader of You.